Hello, welcome to episode number three. Holy cow, episode three. Um, I think when we first started this, Dan, I'm pretty sure we didn't think it'd make it past episode one. I never thought you'd publish something. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. Uh, yeah, th- thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, not only did we do a first episode, but wow, we're on episode three, and I think we've gotten somewhere around 50 listeners. Oh. Yeah, yeah, kudos. Kudos to Wide Open Podcast. Who, why would 50 people want to listen to me talk? Um, I wouldn't want to listen to me talk, but thank you to all of you guys that have been listening to Wide Open Podcast. I've had... Several people reach out to me, and uh, people I haven't talked to in a number of years have reached out to me and told me how they've they've listened to it and really um, enjoyed it. So thank you guys for listening. It really does mean a lot, Um, and I I hope that uh, it can add a little bit of value to your your business ventures, if that's what you're on, or if you just need something to listen to while you're heading into work. yeah, just can't thank you guys enough. So, um, I guess we'll we'll cheers, Dan. Cheers to fifty. Cheers, cheers to fifty listeners. All American Trilogy. I don't know if that's the official name of it, but somebody calls it the American Trilogy. American Trilogy. It sounds like a Star Wars episode. I know. It's kind of dumb. But it's, <laughs> it's two ounces of whiskey, an ounce of apple brandy, and then a generous dash of uh, orange bitters. It's pretty smooth. Awesome. Do you like it? What do you rate it? We should rate these drinks every Ooh. Week. One to ten. One to ten. Oh, like yes. a... Like a uh, one bite. Everybody knows the rules. One sip. Everybody knows the rules. <laughs> uh-huh. And just chug the whole thing. Yes. Um... So do you, all right. So this is kind of improv. So do we want to go back to maybe episode one? Episode one was the Godfather. 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 And what, what was in that again? This is whiskey and amaretto. I really like that. That was really good. And that, 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 that's, that's like a nine. Yeah, that's like we haven't done an old fashioned. I know. I know you and I are no, big I old fashioned. Old yeah, we're big old fashioned fans. But I do. I am a big fan of old Forster. Mm-hmm. Whiskey, that's what we had. Um, and that's what was in the Godfather. So I think also it depends on what whiskey yeah. you know you've got in it. Yeah. Um, man, it's so hard doing the first review. Man, um, yeah, I think you're probably right. Probably around. A, I'll give it eight five. We'll, we'll, right. we, won't, we won't go nine yet. We'll no, leave, okay, leave some fine. room Fair. to grow. All right. Um, so we'll go eight five for the Godfather. And then it was just the. A crappy margarita. Crappy margarita. That's just, you know, that's a five. Yeah, that's that's that average down the road. Yeah, you know, gets the job done. And then this one, the American Trilogy. Right, with the Oak and Eden With whiskey. the Oak and Eden whiskey. Unique. Yeah, it's actually a birthday gift that uh, Dan yes. got for me that, this weekend. So thank you, Dan, for the oh, birthday yeah, gift. Absolutely. Um, so the American Trilogy. Man, um, I'd probably say like 8-2. Okay, yeah. Um, I was a big fan of The Godfather. Mm-hmm. It's a, a little fruity, a little bit, yeah. But I feel like that sort of thing. Yeah, depends. It also depends. My, my, my drink 
taste like it changes like day to day like uh-huh. what am i in the, yeah, what am i in the mood for uh-huh. yeah okay. so um, so american trilogy heard it first here 8.2 um so yeah guys thank you again for for listening um this episode is one that is um very important to me it's been it's it's kind of the episode that springboards the rest of wide open podcasts forward um this is the episode where I talk about leaving Chick-fil-A. Uh, I left Chick-fil-A last week, was my last week uh, with Chick-fil-A, and now I am officially um, pursuing Settle for Excellence services full-time, and I um, could not be more more excited uh, to, to, to go through with it. It is crazy, it takes, man. Let's take some balls. 16 years yeah. of... Selling the world's most delicious chicken sandwich. I was thinking, like, I wonder how many chicken sandwiches, how many pounds of chicken, like, <laughs> it's got like a million, right? I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Like, it, it's I mean, not, not to get too in depth on Chick Fil A, but I mean, each case of chicken for those of you that work in Chick Fil A, and you know, each case of chicken is thirty six pounds. The store I was most recently working at, we probably go through forty cases of chicken. A day, so that's three sixty times four. That's like fourteen hundred pounds. I'm sorry, that's quick math. Um, fourteen hundred pounds of chicken a day, yeah. and there's literally somebody like in the back, like touching, like like making that by hand. It's not you know McDonald's styles. Yeah, exactly. So um, it it is bittersweet. Um, like I said, it's my first job, really my only job. Um, yeah, I did. I loved working for the company. I don't think you could work for a better company. Um, but and it just got to that point where SFE was was growing. And like I said, and I believe it was episode one, I could not continue to kind of to divide my time and divide my, my resources and put the amount of effort into Chick-fil-A and SFE that, that, that each of those require. Um, so, yeah, bittersweet, um, bitter that I'm – Having to leave a job of 16 years, leave those relationships, um, leave just that that business, but sweet in the in the respect that I'm finally pursuing my dream of owning my own business and starting the journey of creating a million dollar business in four years. Now that you've left Chick Fil A, are you allowed to tell us what they put in the batter? Is it it's crack cocaine, isn't it? I'm I'm 72 and a half percent sure that. In our lifetime, there will be a breaking news episode. Like, like you, we'll be all be watching. I don't know. Like, we'll be watching like you know the the COVID twenty seven you know podcast. So it'll be like you know the twenty seventh variant of it or whatever. And then like all of a sudden, news this just in. Like, you'll it'll be uh, you know anniversary of nine eleven. Remember how everybody was like glued to the televisions watching. Like, I think everybody's gonna be glued to the televisions like seeing breaking news. Yes. Crack cocaine found in Chick Fil A yeah, chicken. To. I don't even love Chick Fil A. I don't even love chicken sandwiches, but I can't stop eating Chick Fil A. Yeah, there's there's something, there's something about just like when when you see people like not even able to drive their car like away from the drive through window without like already having like their face <laughs> stuffed with the food. Like there's something crack addicts uh-huh. do. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. they just can't wait to get that to get, to get that next it bump. Is. You know it what is. I'm saying? So no doubt about it. Um, 
Yeah, it's it's a really great company to work for. I'm so glad I I had the opportunity to work for them. But man, it just got to that point where I'll be honest, just kind of the the Chick Fil A flame, Chick Fil A fire inside of me was was waning, and um, I think you know it's it's when when you start feeling that inside about certain things, I think it's a good time for you to reflect and really think if you're doing what you really want mm-hmm. to do, um, and. Towards the, towards the end, I, I I knew that leaving Chick Fil A was what was, what was yeah. best for me. Yeah. Um, I I tell everybody would ask me, you know, are you, are you nervous? You know, because I'm like, I have not been nervous once about right. leaving Chick Fil A, and to me that said that on the plan, yeah. right? That tells me like I'm doing what's right. Yeah. If I'm not nervous about it, um, I would assume I'm making the, the right decision. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I, I you know, and I, I think you're doing the right thing. I think you're going to be successful. I mean, that's why I wanted to sign on with this podcast and do this with you. I think, I think you're going to make it. You're going to be a million dollar business in four years. Well, that's what Dan says on air. Off air, oh. it's 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 complete opposite. Right. But I love that about Dan because because it, it emotionally it, abusive. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it fuels me inside. Like I, I just for no for no other reason, I, I want a wide open podcast and settle for excellent services to succeed. Just so I can shove it in Dan's face. What? Like, no, no, come on. <laughs> um, so that's really the reason we're doing all this, but. Um, but yeah, so that kind of leads me into um, kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about with this episode is taking that step, taking that leap. And with that, there's a few things you have to take into consideration before you just up and leave your full-time job to pursue um, your your soon-to-be full-time business. And there's kind of a, a, a three-step process that, that I took when I was going through this. Um, step number one, is this what I really want to be doing? Um, settle for excellent services. We clean restaurants and we take care of restaurant equipment. Is that what I really want to be doing um, as my full-time business? And when I think about the things that I'm passionate about and the things that I'm good at, um, I love a clean restaurant and I love to uh, work on things, um, whether, whether it be cars or fixing things. So it really it really resonates with me. It's something I really do enjoy. And there's a book. Um, some of you may have read this before, but it, it, it's been very foundational um, for me. It's called Start With Why, and it's by the author uh, named Simon Sinek. And it's a very simple book, very easy read, um, and I, I highly recommend it to anyone that's kind of looking for um, looking for their why when it comes to the their their business relationships or what they're wanting to to do um, in life. Um, you really it really just takes a deep dive into <clears throat> getting getting your why of what you're doing down pat, and then from that. All your other decisions are made are made so much so much uh, easier. So step number one: start with why. Why are you doing? Why are you wanting to do this? And is it something that you really can envision yourself doing long term? Um, whether or not you make money on it or not. So um, I thought through that and I determined that yeah, this is something that I really do love and enjoy doing. And it is something that I would really, uh, I could really see myself doing 
uh, for the foreseeable future. Once you've got your, your why down and you know you're doing what you really want to do, and step number two, will I be able to financially support myself and my family? And this is what take, takes a lot of time. Um, when you first start start a business or when SFE first started, you know, we're, I was doing $40,000 in revenue a year. Um, and then after expenses and everything, I don't know, it's probably seven dollars to $10,000. I was probably bringing home or making off of it. Um, Obviously, you can't support uh, a family uh, with $7,000 a year, but as it grew, it, that, that growth took four years to get to the point to where um, I could essentially replace my Chick-fil-A salary with um, a, 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 an SFE services salary. And that was kind of the defining moment. That's where things really started to get serious when it came to leaving Chick-fil-A is I knew that I could step away from Chick-fil-A and I wouldn't really be making any more money, but I would be able to um, kind of a one to one ratio, be able to swap out uh, salaries. So I knew that my bills would be paid, my family would be taken care of and things like that. And then really, it's, uh, I knew in the back of my mind that it's, it's all it's, it's only up from there. As the business grows, I make more money, you know, um, in, with, in the short of it. So. That was step number two for me, making sure that I could financially support myself and and my family. Step number three is, do I have systems in my business that are repeatable and that are um, good for long-term business growth? And with the the services that we offer, um, it's a very repeatable system. It's a very simple system. You're, you go in every night and you essentially you kind of clean the same way every night. There may be a few things here and there that you may clean more in, in depth on, on certain nights um, during the week. But for the most part, it's a very repeatable system. And then in order to, to scale it, it really comes down to getting the accounts and hiring more employees. So I knew before I left Chick-fil-A that not only would I be able to take care of, of myself and my family in the here and now, but I also knew that in, in the long term, I would be able to, to grow and be able to better take care of my family even more so than I do now. And that comes through uh, having those systems and processes that um, allow you to, to grow a scalable business. There's a saying I often tell people, uh, when, when they ask me like how I conduct business or um, uh, uh, thoughts I have for them. And there's, there's a quote that I don't know if it's an original quote. I, to me, I made it up myself. Um, <laughs> but um, what I tell them is you don't have to have the perfect system. You just have to perfect your system. Hmm. And what I mean by that is so, like, like I was talking about earlier, so oftentimes we get caught up in like the, the how we're going to get somewhere like we like we're going from point a to point b like we we oftentimes want the, the little bitty steps between point a and b to be perfect like we, we want the the journey to be perfect as opposed to just thinking about our, our destination and saying like hey i'm just going to to get to my destination however that may be um and whatever system I use to, to do that, that, that's my system. 
that's a repeatable system. That, that, that's what I need to use moving forward. Um, and I don't need to worry about if someone else has a different idea or different plan. There's a million different ways to leave your job and start your own business. This is just the way I did it. Um, and for me, that's been very fruitful um, moving forward in this journey. So we'll kind of switch gears. Um, we'll move on from, from Chick-fil-A. Like I said in, in episode one, you know, burn your boats, not your bridges. Um, I'm burning the boat that, it, gone, that is Chick-fil-A. Boats are gone. Um, it, yeah, like I'm not going back. Like I've <laughs> I had a closet full of Chick-fil-A uniforms and stuff. And you asked my wife. I went through and cleaned them all out. Can you still get um, any free Chick-fil-A food? Um, we can see what we can do. All right, thanks. Um, I'm sure we've still got some connections somewhere. Um, but yeah, I, mean, I went through and cleaned out my closet of Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. uniforms. Like I'm in the most loving, caring way to Chick-fil-A. Like I'm done with Chick-fil-A. Um, I'm, I'm, I've burned that boat, still got that bridge there, Mm -hmm. right. For, for, for connection and networking purposes and relational purposes, but for the sake of myself and moving forward, that boat is burned. Mm -hmm. Um, but one final note for, before I I move on past, um, the fast food world that I worked in for 16 years, um, Obviously, for those of you that work in the fast food industry or quick service, as we call it in, in Chick-fil-A world, um, you know what it's like to work with customers um, on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour, minute-to-minute basis. And I would say for the most part, 99% of your customers are kind, understanding. They you know, they pay for a good or a service and they expect that good or a service in return. Um, 99% of your customers understand that um, most people working in, in the fast food world are, do not have PhDs. Like we're, you know, we're not perfect. We're still human beings, but there at the end of the day, there's still that 1% of customers that just cannot help, but being angry at the world, angry at themselves, finding someone to take their anger out on. Just next time you're you're in the line at a drive-through or or at a restaurant and your order's not right or something wasn't exactly like yeah so you, you there's no problem with a, addressing you know a mistake but don't be a dick about it like the, that that person that 16 year old kid that you're about to just give hell to over mm-hmm. you know you got pickles on your chicken sandwich and you ask for no pickles like. I, that, that, I feel really bad for cussing out that high school kid that I left my pickles off my sandwich. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So y- you should. You should. Um, it's, there, there's no need for it. So I, I just I, – I, I've been in that situation um, actually just, just the other day. Um, took a lady's food out to her, and uh, I was help, helping open a new, a new Chick-fil-A, and – when you're opening a new store, like you're trying to train everybody correctly and make sure the food is staying as fresh as it can. And well, no, you no. don't know what your business volume is going to be. So right. you're not trying to overcook. No, don't want to undercook. But sometimes it just happens, man. You, you get a rush of, of customers and you just you run out of food that's ready to go. And I understand, you know, in the fast food world, a seven, it feels like an eternity. Mm-hmm. I get it. But I remember I took this food up to this lady. I was I was trying to be as polite as I could, you know, thanked her for waiting, you know, and gave her some coupons and everything. And she just like, 
Man, I was trying to kill her with kindness, uh-huh. but she just was not having it. She just Even with would, the coupon. man, no, just like some people. They're just uh, they're 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 the coupons wired. always appease me. Yeah, for for if most I have people, to wait and you give me coupons, I'm in. You're in. <laughs> we're good. You, you we're order good. you good. order difficult stuff just <laughs> yeah. so you can wait and get coupons. Yeah. Exactly. That's funny. You're probably also that customer that uses coupons and then gets mad when it's not right. Like, come on, dude. You got you got free food. Like, take whatever you get. Um, so so yeah, that's kind of my my parting words from from the fast food world is you know I said I loved all the 16 years of doing it, but uh, those of you that are customers that have never worked in the fast food world. Put yourself in other people's shoes. Be empathetic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in this day and age, there's a, empathy can go a long way yeah, for a lot of people. That's good. Putting yourself in other people's shoes. That's good. So, <clears throat> so moving on from Chick Fil A, uh, this will kind of be the lesson for this episode. Um, and Dan, I don't know if you ever thought about this, but the word legacy. What? 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 To you, and I might be putting you on the spot. No, we did, we didn't rehearse this from, from before mm-hmm. the before we started. What does what does the word legacy mean to you? And I'll, you'll be yeah, my, no, my, my I, interviewee for the day. I, I immediately think of honor and tradition. Yeah, leaving leaving something behind that's worth repeating. Mm, that's good. No, like, and I think that's very very accurate. Um, you know, your legacy is essentially what people remember you by. You know, what what characteristics um, of yourself do people remember? And I've kind of been thinking about that over the the past couple of weeks, especially with me leaving Chick Fil A and trying to think about like what what was my legacy or what is my legacy like with Chick Fil A? And here's something I, I, I kind of came across is you and this I, I don't know if anyone's talked about this before, and this is strictly just my viewpoint on it or my thoughts on it. You do not determine your own legacy, mm. and what I mean by that is I, I believe you give people options to determine what your legacy is, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I believe everyone, we are, we are all, you know, um, human beings with um, significant, intricate value. And I believe we all bring good qualities and bad qualities, you know, into, into the world. And I believe that different people interact with those qualities differently. For example, let's say um, one person may see the way I lead um, or may have seen the way I led in Chick-fil-A, which in Chick-fil-A world may have been considered strong leadership, a little more direct leadership. Some people may look at that and... Think like, man, this guy's a great leader. This is somebody I can follow. Like, like he he doesn't beat around the bush. Like he gets to the point. He wants nothing but the best from me. And like he wants to see me succeed and he wants to do whatever he can to help me succeed. Like some people may look at that strong leadership and say, man, that guy's legacy is being a strong leader mm-hmm. who cared about me through expecting the, the most out of me every day, day yeah. in, day out. Another person who um, experiences that same those same characteristics of me may say, man, that Jeffrey guy was absolute like he just like he, he did not, you know, bring me down softly, just kind of just bullheaded his way through, you know, whatever, you know what I mean? So what I'm trying to say is we often think that we control our legacy, that we determine what people remember us as. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, that's necessarily true. 
I think our goal when it comes to legacy is to give people options on what your legacy is going to be and then let them decide. Um, and for some people, it's going to be, uh, you know, a great memory, a great legacy. For other people, it's just not going to be like they're they're not going to be sad to see you leave. And that's OK. We're not going to be able to appease everyone. Like that's that's a part of being a human being is you, we each have our own characteristics. And some of those characteristics really resonate with some people and they don't resonate with some people. So what are your thoughts on that, Dan? I know so you're saying you got to develop your own values, live by those values, and then a legacy will come from those values by how people interpret those. Correct. How you live by those. Correct. Correct. Yeah. We, we all have our set of values, our set of rules that we each live our life by. Now, I'm not saying, like, if you really are a jerk, like, that you just need to keep being a jerk. It's like, oh, whatever, people can think what they want. No, like, I still think you need to strive to um, – you know, be just the best human being you can. But at the end of the day, the way your qualities interact with other people's qualities are going to be different based on who you interact with. That's why there's not one person on the face of this planet that's friends with everyone. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. there's certain people who's, you know, your stars align with certain people. Like you get each other and there's other people you're just going to. Like I would assume that, my legacy for, you know, that I would leave behind with you, Dan, is probably going to be a lot different than someone who has, you know, someone who I don't know who so maybe I, today at the, at the, at the yeah, yeah, time. exactly. Yeah. That, 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 that customer who, mm-hmm. who was just absolutely beside herself that she had to wait, you know, mm-hmm. 10 minutes for, for fresh food. Like I'm sure my legacy to her is going to be, you know, this dumb restaurant manager who, can't do it. Can't even make a chicken sandwich in time. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, you're, now, my, my personality to both you and her are the exact same. Yeah, the consistency. Right? And mm-hmm. But. Um, coupons. Your legacy is made coupons. I just That's a very deep. Uh, I, I, couldn't, I, I couldn't think <laughs> sorry, of anything just, more deep. Know. No, that's good. It really. Um, <laughs> the good part is I, I know I know what it's based on. It's just, you're, you're just like a dog. I just got to give, give you treats and you keep coming back. Um, so, so yeah, I, I just thought about, you know, what, what legacy means. Um, and oftentimes I think we get wrapped up in um, trying to create our own legacy mm-hmm. and as opposed to just being who we are and being the best versions of ourselves and letting the legacy kind of take care of itself yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, you don't need to stress out about it because you can't control it. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do stress out about it, mm-hmm. you know, in this in this day and time. They don't want to disappoint others. Yeah. Um, and that oftentimes hinders big yep. decisions. You know, yep. it could be, could be that you're leaving your full-time job to go pursue your business and you don't want to disappoint someone so you don't do it. Well, right. you know, as you're, you're so worried about your legacy and – um, I, just, I just hear that word brought up a lot, legacy, and I just yeah, I, I, I kind of got to thinking about it. What is my what will my legacy be with yeah. with Chick Fil A? Yeah. And like, I don't. It's not for me to just to decide. Right. It's really not. It's for other people to decide, and um, I just have to give them the, the options to decide. So, thank you guys again for tuning in to Wide Open Podcast. Um, that was episode three. Stuff. We'll see if we get any more listeners. Holy crap, 50 people. Like, I can't even imagine. It's, like, it's 49 more than I thought it was. <laughs> Besides me checking it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, 
thank you guys so much for for listening again and hopefully we'll have an episode four coming